Hi everyone, it's Wednesday, October 6th. I'm Cross Towers Bergen Sanderford, and I'm here today with our research analyst, Martin Gaspar, trader Chad Steinglass, and data analyst, Catherine Webb. We'll be talking about the latest crypto news along with the recent market trends. Uh, so let's hop in. Martin, what's the main news today? Yeah, a couple of regulatory headlines. We had SEC Chairman Gensler indicating that the U.S. would not seek to ban cryptocurrencies after being asked at a House hearing if a China-like ban on crypto was on the table in the U.S. He noted that, quote, our approach is really quite different, and quote, adding that any ban would probably have to be legislated by Congress. Uh, his remarks mirror those made by Fed Reserve Chairman Powell, who said during a September 30th congressional hearing that he had no intention of barring cryptocurrencies. I also had Patrick McHenry, member of the House Financial Services Committee, introducing the Clarity for Digital Tokens Act of 2021. This bill would adapt the Securities Act of 1933 to establish a three-year safe harbor for token development teams. Uh, teams could then offer tokens for sale without full registration as a security offering on the condition that the network decentralizes over the course of those three years. And finally, Circle Financial is under investigation by the US SEC. According to a recent regulatory filing from Circle that said it received an investigative subpoena from the SEC's enforcement division in July. That subpoena requested documents and information regarding certain of its holdings, customer programs and operations. Um, Circle said they are co cooperating fully with the investigation but did not provide further details. Um, so it was an interesting development there. Well, thank you. And it's uh, interesting you bring up the infrastructure bill because of our conversation surrounding it on Monday. Uh, Chad, what additional changes have you seen in the overall market? And are these a response to what Martin's just said? Also, I know that we're still continuing to talk about Evergrande. So I'm interested to hear some more updates. For sure, uh, absolutely. The uh, the infrastructure bill is is uh, you know front and center in everyone's minds um, right now. We're really kind of just waiting to see if the Democrats can can uh, you know form a consensus on a reconciliation bill that uh, Manchin and Cinema can actually get behind. Um, and really, if they can do it before we run into uh, trouble with the debt ceiling, because uh, if we can do that, then debt ceiling could get wrapped into that reconciliation bill and everything might be fine. But that is by no means a sure thing. Uh, as far as like what's going on around uh, with Evergrande and, and with China and around the world, um, China has, is on holiday this week, all week for Golden Week. Uh, there hasn't been really any news. Uh, however, Hong Kong markets are still open and Evergrande stock actually trades in the Hong Kong market. However, it's been halted all week. Um, it was halted on uh, on Sunday night for uh, pending, you know, pending news uh, saying that they were imminently going to announce a deal. However, no information has has come out. And uh, kind of every night that that continues to be the case where, you know, where investors are waiting for some clarity about, um, you know, what's going to be the restructuring deal, how, how it's going to be handled. 
and no news can and every night there's continues to be no news and the stock continues to be halted uh i think is is continuing to give investors anxiety i think they get their hopes up every day and then those hopes have been dashed every every night this week uh you know from the perspective of uh, of the us investor with the the night being uh you know when when the hong kong markets are open um you know, we're seeing some weakness today in, uh, in equities after a bit of a relief rally yesterday. There's some disappointing economic data out of Europe um, and uh, the U.S. dollar is strengthening a little bit and treasuries are selling off a little bit on on more um, on more inflation concerns. So that's kind of the where we're starting uh, Wednesday off. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for the update on Evergrande as well. It will be interesting to see. Uh, or that leads, but looking forward to an update on Friday. Um, and I'm going to go to Catherine now because I've been hearing a lot of news about mining and I know that she'll be able to tell us more about it. So Catherine, could you please enlighten us on what's been happening and maybe give us an update on the third quarter performances that have been released? Yeah, of course, Bergen. Hello. Good morning. Um, there have been lots of mining stories, so I'm going to start off with a company called Link Global. Now, they're a data center and a power firm, but they could face £7.1 million fine from the Alberta uh, Utilities Commission for setting up two sites in Canada without permission. The commission enforcement team has provo uh, proposed that Link Global should pay nearly £2 million for alleged economic gains from generating electricity and more than £5 million in gains from mining Bitcoin. And moving on to those third quarter reports that you spoke about, we've got Marathon, uh, who have increased its Bitcoin production by 91% quarter over quarter to 1,255 Bitcoins. Uh, Marathon now holds approximately 7,000 Bitcoins and Marathon shares have also increased by 200% year to date. Uh, Greenwich Generation Holdings um, have increased their revenues, but expect to post a net loss in the range of 18 million, and that's due to a 30 million pound merger they undertook this year. They have a total, they mined a total of 730 Bitcoins during the third quarter from their 15,000 miners in operation. And finally, Hive Blockchain posted a net income of nearly 19 million for the third quarter and reported holdings of 250,000 Ethereum and over 1,000 Bitcoins. Um, next up, I'm just going to mention some funding news quickly. Uh, venture firm NFX announced a new £450 million fund aimed at expanding its investment in pre-seed and seed stage companies, including those in the crypto space. NFX said that the funds would be used to support a greater footprint in the crypto space. And then we have Sky Maverick, who is the creator of Axie Infinity, announcing a £150 million Series B fundraising round led, led by Andrino Horowitz. And the raise will be used to expand the team, to scale infrastructure, and to build their own distribution platform for supporting gaming developers to create blockchain-enabled games. And finally, I'm just going to end on the announcement that US Bank has officially announced that its crypto custodial service is now live and available to their global fund service clients. So these services are intended for institutional investment managers with private funds either in the US or Cayman Islands who require safekeeping solutions for their Bitcoin. And the plan is to add additional coin support soon. And the first crypto subcustodian to be announced is New York Dig. And uh, that's a summary of the rest of the news. I'll pass you back over to Bergen. Have a nice day. 
Thank you, Catherine, for the funding and also for mining. You know, following the recent crackdowns in China, it's really nice to stay informed about mining updates. Um, I'm going to go back to Chad now because the crypto market has remained relatively strong since last week, and I'm interested in hearing an update. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are talking about crypto decoupling from uh, from equities, and we're you know we were speaking about that uh, early last week, and um, and and continued early this week. Uh, that trend is still continuing. Uh, I think that that's a uh, you know that's something that that crypto enthusiasts are are very happy about. Um, you know, in order for for crypto to have, to continue in the bull market, I think it needed and and have really any kind of outsized returns it really needed to be able to decouple from equities and all september we saw that they were pretty linked uh you know every time uh equities would move with rates in the us dollar crypto would kind of do about the same thing um but uh right now we're really in a breakout um bitcoin is very strong uh the the ethereum and, and other alts are uh, are strong as well but but bitcoin is really leading the charge right now um as we break towards uh, the uh, the recent highs at the end of August and beginning of September, I think we'll run into a little bit of resistance. Uh, but as of now, I don't really see uh, see any reason to to doubt uh, that uh, that the bulls are in control. Well, that's certainly good to hear, and there's definitely a big change from last month to this one. So excited to keep tabs on that. Um, Martin, have you seen anything on the Twitter front regarding this? Yeah, there's just been uh, you know a lot of excitement now that Bitcoin has been above fifty thousand the last couple of days. Uh, now a lot of mentions of Plan B stock to flow model. Um, you know, seems to be we're kind of on track with it. Uh, it predicts that by the end of October we'll see Bitcoin at around sixty three thousand. Um, so kind of all eyes are on it. And uh, as, as we're inching towards that level and, uh, you know, this model predicts Bitcoin uh, to hit over 100,000 by the end of the year. So it's, uh, you know, definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, also on the Twitter front, there's been a couple of tweets about uh, Lido Finance, which is a, um, a decentralized staking protocol. Um, you know, they tweeted that they found a critical or someone submitted a critical vulnerability um, to them with although the potential impact was low with around 100 ETH to be at risk. Um, but they said this was, um, you know, didn't have a lot, uh, wasn't a high risk uh, vulnerability. So, you know, they kind of discussed that there's going to be a short term and long term fix to this. Um, so definitely um, an interesting development as, as we've seen, you know, several kind of uh, different DeFi protocols uh, incur some bugs lately with compound finance, you know, being, being the biggest one. So back to you. Yes, that's certainly true. And we enjoyed learning about uh, compound finance on Monday. So thank you. Um, I'm going to turn it back to Crosstower for a second because we have a Bermuda tech panel coming up on the 14th that our chief compliance officer, Vanessa Williams, is actually um, moderating. So please uh, register if you're interested in joining the conversation and you can find it on our LinkedIn and Twitter feeds. Also be sure to check out our website crosstower.com for more insight research um, on the trending topics. There's a lot of great information there for you to continue to learn and be a part of the conversation. 
thank you everyone. And uh, I enjoyed talking to you and Catherine and Martin and Chad. And everyone have a great rest of your week. We'll be back Friday with more updates.